Welcome to one of our weirdest named episodes ever. It'll make sense soon, we promise. The Touring Candytopia exhibit, a dumb business idea that somehow works, angry women yelling in public, rude nurses, and yoni eggs. This episode's got it all. A special hello to everyone who used to listen to us over on PodCoin and has now migrated to a podcast platform that hopefully won't be going away anytime soon. Oh, and we hope you all enjoyed doggy sounds, because Pitney's little joxer was having a really good time with us the day we recorded this. Candytopia, and it's like a traveling. It was in Dallas, mm-hmm. and now it's in Houston. I think they said for like three months. Oh God! But it's weird because it's like they actually install like in a building. They put down floors. Oh, like the whole, like all the whole thing. colored to match what they're doing. They paint right. the walls, and so they basically remodel a building. I for, guess that's why it stays for, for so this long. thing that's only for three months, but it's, they have to make a shit ton of money, I'm sure, or it wouldn't be worth doing that. Oh, yeah. But, uh. Um, well, how much did it cost to $20. get in? $20. $20 a person? Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I guess that, I, I'm imagining if they got, say, 10,000 people a day oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah, because they get a lot, but it was, uh, I thought yeah. it was going to be, like, different candy like a history of candy like history or, or i thought it was going to be like they were going to demonstrate the way that they make different kinds of candy or something right but what it basically was there was a lot of kids areas oh sure you know that, that they were fun and interesting yeah but there was also like a lot of art that was completely made out of candy oh my god like they had prince's guitar Totally made out of candy. Oh, God. And they had uh, a Starry Night, totally made out of candy. Was it, like, made out of Skittles? I mean, what is it? All different sorts of things, like Skittles, jelly beans. Like, like, gummy worms. Like Twizzlers. Twizzlers. (laughs) Like, different strips of stuff. Oh, my God. They had a whole Sphinx that was made out of candy. Oh, my Lord. They had... A Marilyn Monroe portrait made out of... I mean, just, it was really, really cool, actually. Wow. And then, of course, for the kids, they had this room where it was like, you know, people would throw confetti on you, and there was confetti all over, and the kids would throw the confetti and everything. Oh, my God. But they were like unicorn butts on the wall, and every so often, the unicorns would fart confetti. All over the room. What? Oh, God. <laughs> and it was kind of cool. That's kind of amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that was fun. But my favorite thing was the swimming in the marshmallows. So it was like a ball pit or something? Yeah, it was like a... Yeah. Were they spongy? Yeah, okay. it was like a pool. And I'm right. going to say it was like waist deep. 
Okay. And it was pretty Well, yeah, big. because it's for kids, so you don't yeah, want them to and it, disappear. Yeah, and it was like all these, it was, it was like the size of, you know, large marshmallows that you right. would roast, but it was like these foam things. Oh, my God. And it was actually really cool. It was really weird, like, going in that, but it was really kind of fun. Have you, you ever know? Have you ever been in a ball pit? Uh-uh. See, I only did once, because ball pits didn't exist when we were little. Yeah. And there was like... I guess it was a Chuck E. Cheese. I guess it could have been a showbiz, but I think it was a Chuck E. Cheese. When my nephews were little up in Arlington, my goodness, Jobs, you're so excited. But there was, um, it was like they let the adults go into that crap. Mm-hmm. What was really weird, and I don't know why I thought this was a good idea, but like this particular Chuck E. Cheese, not, not just was there like a ball pit, but there was like things you could crawl in and crawl up and crawl around and it was like like a human habit trail. Oh, see that and sounds fun. It to was me. up on the <laughs> ceiling. Uh-huh. So you're climbing through a tube up above where people are eating their pizza uh-huh. or whatever. And uh, the thing is, once you're in there, you gotta go the whole way. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't long that I was in there that I realized my knees are too old to be doing oh, this. Oh, no. Because it was hard. It was hard plastic. Yeah. And I kept thinking, how do I know this thing's going to support me? Right. <laughs> I, mean, I was amazed that I could even fit right. in it. But these things, like you know, like I said, they, they were made for not just for kids, but they wanted the adults to go in there, too. Yeah. Bless you. So then at the very end, you get to the end, and you... What a puppy. You're silly. <laughs> but you get down to the end, and then there's like a slide, and you land in the ball pit. And I have to say, there is something really gross to land in a ball pit and realize that it's slightly moist. Oh, yes. Because, of course, it is. It's, uh, it's yes, all like mucus and yeah, oh God. God knows what, because it's children. It's children and all their excretions. Bathe in Lysol afterwards. Oh, it was so so bad. But, you know, I was playing with my nephew, so it was fun. But, yeah, this was fun, though. Excuse me. You're getting tangled in the wires. It was super. Why don't you rest? Yeah, it was super cool, though. That's fabulous. And it was fun, you know. And how long were you guys there? Like an hour? I mean. Maybe, maybe two hours. And the girls must have. Just been like losing. Oh lives. yeah, they were really excited. They were really, really good though. When they were, when we were ready to go to the next room, they were like, "Oh, okay, yeah." So they were really good, and they had stuff, you know, like, you know, like funhouse mirrors with lights, with weird lights, and right. They had this thing that you went through. It was like, like big tubes of nylon okay. that were like being blown, you know, with fans. Okay. And so it was like this long haul that you had to go through these tubes of nylon and sort of like kind of swim your way through. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, that was kind of fun. And I was like, ooh, I wish we could do this at a party sometime. I know. know. That's exactly. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it was fun. It was neat. And it was called what? Candytopia. Candytopia. Yeah. 
Hey, horror fans. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar. And yes, we make award season year-round. That's actually one of our taglines. But something we also live for is getting horror films the respect they damn well deserve. We want great horror movies at the Oscars. And to prove it, we cover the horror genre year-round as well. Jordan Peele's Us, Midsommar, and the Halloween franchise rewatch we did. Those are just a few of the recent highlights. Now, as for this year's fall programming, we're all about evil clowns and zombies. And the people that most resemble one of your favorite aunts. So, of course, we're covering IT Chapter 2, all two hours and 49 minutes of its glory. But even more than that, we're also in the midst of the Joker character study building towards the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie from DC. And this October is special for another reason, because for the third time, Mike, Mike, and Oscar here, MMO, will be contributing to All the Horror, an event series featuring 31 days of podcasts and horror-themed content. And here's where the zombie part comes in. For this year's event, we're paying homage to Zombieland Double tap by asking all of our friends at all the horror how they would spend their zombie apocalypse it'll be a clip show featuring a bunch of our favorite podcasters like our fearless leaders here in ath invasion of the remake yes yeah, so you can join us to get ready for the oscars to get ready for Zombieland double tap and get ready for the apocalypse where mike mike and oscar will be joining all the horror on thursday october 17th get ready was that thing called do you remember the the um oh i think it was called the art of ice cream that stupid fucking thing that has already gone uh. out of business that moved into the dance studio where i used to take my knee oh, classes yeah, okay and um that they had to move out because the rent was too damn high and then a stupid used car lot moved in and then they moved out and then this thing called Art of Ice Cream and I was like, oh, so it's like an ice cream shop? No, of course not. Why would it be an ice cream shop? That would be silly. So what it was, because I Googled it, and, and the thing that was upsetting was that this was a franchise. This is something that started, I think, in Arizona. And there's oh. a bunch of them all over the country. So apparently it is a successful business model. But apparently only stupid people in Austin would go to it because it did not last. Yeah. But the concept of this business, and imagine having the the fucking nerve to create this as a business. Uh -huh. I'm going to create an environment with backdrops and ice cream themed props in ice creamy, sherbet-y colors. Oh, and people can come in and with their own fucking phone take pictures of themselves and their children and like, I don't know, put them on Instagram. And that's all it was. And you charge, they charge you to go in there and take a picture of yourself in front of their shit. Oh my God. Wow. And it was so dumb. I mean, I can imagine it being, like, a booth inside of Six Flags. Right. Like a like a pop-up thing for an event. Yeah. Like, something like that. But, no, this is, like, it was like a store. Except they don't sell anything. In a really high-rent area of South Austin. Yeah. Like, an wow. area where uh, this really fabulous wow. couple that owned this dance studio could not afford 
to keep their yeah. business and because I love the rent was too going high. There. Oh my god, it's like it's so when I when I think about like all the the parties I went to mm-hmm. there, all the seeing Bill Johnson do a little one man yeah. show there. <laughs> So many amazing events, so just, you know, so much dancing and so much just laying on the floor and just loving the floor and just, you know, it was the best place. And you know, apparently, before they moved, before the stu- the dance studio moved in, it used to be a church. Oh, really? And that area in the back, mm-hmm. like, because there's like the front lobby and then there's the bathroom and the changing room and then if you go through the studio there's another door on the other end uh-huh. it has like a sort of kitcheny area and it has like another changing room and another bathroom that area back there it, it was also a soup kitchen in addition oh, to being a church oh that's interesting so that's why they have the kitchen back there okay and it's like well that's you know that's some good yeah. some good juju in Definitely. that place and then just to have a monstrosity like art of ice cream. Oh my god, it even it sounds stupid. It sounds stupid. <laughs> and I'll just say okay, I don't really know this person, but I know who this person is. Mm-hmm. The only photographs that I've ever actually seen, like for real, mm-hmm. of someone actually going there and doing this is this dumb cunt. I won't say who she I is. <laughs> I'll just say that she posted a lot of pictures on her Facebook page that's public. So of that. Everyone, of, of herself posing. With ice cream. Well, in... Or she ice was, cream themed motif. Yes, like in like <laughs> a... Like sitting on a throne in like a very pastel princess gown, even though she's a fucking adult. Uh-huh. You know, it's like this very high-end... <laughs> fancy tutu dress thing she was wearing. And I mean, I assume she brought her children. I know. But all the pictures are of her. Oh, my God. And then there was one picture that was her standing in front of this wall that had, like, you know, ice creamy things on it. Yeah. And on, written on the wall was, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And I'm like, bitch, you don't got no milkshake. Oh, God. Bitch, your milkshake is store-bought, <laughs> first of all. And no. It doesn't... It brings stupid boys to the yard. <laughs> boys with no value. Anyway. Oh, my. Well, anyways, that sounds... That's such a not an Austin business, either. It's so gross. Like, maybe North Austin? Maybe. And I can... It's like... It's but the kind not of thing... South Austin. Absolutely no, not. No. No. I mean, it's like, oh, it just, it makes me mad. It's like, it's a business for people who ain't from here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, have it be a pop-up thing during, I don't, I don't know, South by Southwest. Even those people wouldn't go. Oh, God, no. Like, I don't, no. I don't know. You know, one of those things that makes people come from out of town. I don't know. I don't go to things like that anymore. Because gross. Like, that, uh, that place may be popular, like... In Frisco, Texas. <gasps> or, oh, in one of those shopping centers? Yeah. Oh my in god, yes. one of those yes. shopping centers, like in a suburban, one of those suburban cities of Dallas. <laughs> one of the, yeah, it's not Dallas, it's not Fort Worth, so it's like a suburb. Yeah. It's goes, a city you've I never heard of in Dallas. maybe a place like that doing good. Oh, it's very <laughs> Dallas. It's a very <laughs> Dallas kind of thing. Oh my lord. Ugh. 
Because, you know, all the conservative evangelicals that live up there with their billion kids that would think it was just so precious. I could see oh, that. You know what I mean? The tr- all the trophy <laughs> wives with their yes, trophy children. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> all the But not bitches. South Austin, no. No. I mean, God. I mean, it's literally on a street that used to be filled with prostitutes. I know. <laughs> I miss the days. I miss the lady who walked up and down South Congress with her knee pads on all the time. <laughs> God damn it. I miss... I wonder where she is. I wonder if oh, she's even alive. God. I remember that time when Verity Noslin was visiting. <laughs> and we were taking the bus from Celebration Station, <gasps> which was a hard place to get to on the bus. Oh, yeah. And it was at night. And I was, and I met you guys at Celebration yeah. Station, yeah. And I was fine, but she was freaking out because it was dark, and we were on South Congress, and there were hookers around. Well, of course. And I remember... And probably a lot of people who were not white. Yes, and I remember being solicited <laughs> by one of the hookers. And I'm like, oh, honey, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a but bitch, please. <laughs> was coming out of her fucking skin. Oh, my because God. Because we had to wait in the dark for the bus, and it was oh. near where there were hookers. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just cutting in here to let you know about some fabulous stuff coming up. Get yourselves ready for All the Horror 2019. Y'all know we go all out in October. And we love horror like a lot. So this year, we're joining a bunch of podcasters, authors, and fancy entertainment personalities discussing all things horror. It's the whole month of October with new content every single day, and you can follow it all on Twitter using hashtag AllTheHorror. Our All The Horror episode will air on Thursday, October 10th. Mark those calendars. And it's going to be about how awesome those made-for-TV horror movies used to be. Including a look at a few films of Lucio Fulci, the master of Jallo horror. There's always room for Jallo. What? Join us and our fabulous friends this October for All The Horror 2019! Speaking of hookers, like, <laughs> okay. apparently, okay, you know, remember the where the LeBaron Hotel was, right by Mom's house? Yeah. Which is not the LeBaron anymore. It's It looks exactly like the LeBaron, but it's like... Some chain bottom or something? It's some chain, some mid-range quality chain. I can't remember which right. one it was, but it doesn't even matter. But anyway, next to that is a 7-Eleven now on the other corner. Okay. And apparently, at night, all the prostitutes hang out in front of that 7-Eleven. <gasps> Classy. Which, I guess, makes sense, because they can't do, like, First Street downtown anymore. Right, they because they fixed it up. Because it's like a bustling... Shopping area. Nightclub and shopping yeah. area. So, it'd be, you know what I mean? They can't. Right. Because it's all, you know, high-end, expensive bars. And there were a lot of hookers on the, that yeah. 7-Eleven on South Congress, yeah. too. That was a big spot. So, apparently, the hookers hang out near that 7-Eleven. 
at night, which I guess uh, makes sense because it's a, there's a bunch of hotels and motels all up and down that street because it's less than a mile from the airport. And people are getting in and out of their cars. Yeah. Right. But anyway, I thought it was really... I it's thought so that glamorous. was terribly, uh, terribly fun. And, 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 you know, Corrine told me, she's like, I know you walk up there and buy cigarettes, but don't walk up there at night because all the prostitutes... It's like, and, but I love prostitutes. I like, they're not gonna. It's not like they're gonna hurt me, you know. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, ex- what would they do? The, at most, they would be like, "Hey, honey, you want a good time?" You'd say, "No, thanks." Yeah, and but, that would yeah. be the end of transaction. But there was one that so I went there, you know, right, and there was this like just screaming, like storming out of the Seven Eleven, just screaming, being all ghetto in her hooker clothes. Don't you call me a freak? Nobody calls me a freak. He called me a freak. Nobody's gonna call me a freak. The Egyptian lover would call her a freak. Uh, right. And so I was like, <laughs> I don't know what is going on. But so I walked in. Apparently to, someone called to, her a freak. I walked into the <laughs> 7-Eleven to, you know, buy a pack of cigarettes. Right. And she came back in. I can't believe you called me a freak. I was trying to spend money here, and you called me a freak. <laughs> and this poor guy with a really heavy Indian accent Aww. was like, I did not call you a freak. You know, so God oh, only knows God. what he said. You know, uh, he and, probably and, wasn't even talking to her. In her, you know, probably messed out mind. Oh, God. Uh, you know, anyway, it oh, was kind of amusing. Oh, my God. And then at the gas station by <laughs> by Alan's house, mm-hmm. there was this woman just walking out of this, you know, walking out of this apartment complex across the street from the gas station, just yelling up. I'm never babysitting for you again, bitch. You ain't doing me like that again. I am not babysitting for your ass ever again. <laughs> and I was oh. like, oh my god, what happened? Oh I my god, know everything. I totally. Oh my god. Oh my god. And uh, of course, you know, she came in. I want. I want. I want nanny cam footage. I know. I want was everything. Like buying, you know, like a big soda right next to where I was buying coffee. Right. But she was kind of ghetto. Well, there's a surprise. And <laughs> I was afraid I didn't want to be seen looking at her because I knew that she, she was might all, go all. Well, she was already a little tense. She was tense. all worked up. So ah. I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> but that was kind of glorious. <laughs> Kegel exercises. You've heard of them. You might even do them. If you don't, listen up. It's hard to explain how to exercise your pelvic floor muscles without a lot of detail and a diagram, so I'll link you to a nice site in the show notes. For now, I'll just emphasize that we should definitely be concerned about the tone in our pelvic floor muscles, but not so much that we fall for bullshit like yoni eggs and swinging weights. Because, as has been a common theme throughout this Year of the Vagina series, women are always being encouraged to shove stupid shit into our holes. So, idiots like Gwyneth Paltrow say we should pay, oh, sweet Jesus, $66, for an egg made out of jade. So sanitary! to stick up our cooches for the purpose of exercising them. 
Never mind that Goop was fined $145,000 last year for the bullshit medical claims they made about the benefit of these dumb things. They're still selling them! Look it up! I'm serious! The way they supposedly work is you stick it up in there and hold on tight. And it's a little heavy, so you really need to clamp down to keep it up in there. And then I guess you go about your day or something. Let's pretend I handed you a five-pound weight and instructed you to pick it up and bend your elbow, and then just keep it bent like that for like an hour. You'd be like, isn't the point of lifting weights that you lift and release and lift and release? And yes, 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 you're absolutely right. So imagine shoving a weight up in your cha-cha and just holding it there. Real Kegel exercises are a squeeze and release deal, not a squeeze till you pass out deal. And they don't cost a damn thing either. Hey, Amelia, what was that you said about swinging weights before? Oh, yeah. So now imagine you shove an egg up in there and you've attached a weight to it using unwaxed dental floss, as old Gwynny suggests. This weight is dangling from your bits. And you're meant to, like, swing it front and back because, I guess, skill level? Either way, you look like an idiot. And you're not actually doing anything beneficial that plain old kegels won't do for you. In fact, you could be doing some damage. God, can you imagine getting a Charlie horse up in there? I mean, one time mine clamped down real hard and he couldn't get his finger out for a minute or so and... Oh... Sorry. Anyway, there are a lot of Kegel exercise doodads on the market. Things that give you something to squeeze on. Lots of shapes and sizes and colors to get your attention. Now, some people feel like they need a gym membership or they'll never exercise. Some will only run on a treadmill because running outside seems stupid. Some people need things, I guess. And if it means you'll do it, great. But let me float this idea by you. I'm doing kegels right now, sitting at my desk. Someone is listening to this in her car, and she's giving hers a squeeze as she drives to work. No equipment or planning or privacy necessary. Do it waiting in the checkout line. Do it while that guy at work drones on and on about his fantasy football picks. Do it while your kid is explaining how they forgot to tell you they need a ladybug costume by tomorrow morning. Anywhere. Anytime. Just do it. And 19 and 20. <sighs> Weirdly, my foot is not bothering me at all today. Oh, good. The reason why that's weird is that it's hurt for weeks. And, uh, you know, like when it's like your feet kind of ache a little bit and it's no big deal. Yeah. And then you realize like two weeks later, like my feet are still hurting. That's mm-hmm. weird. So I know they were hurting before my husband and I went on the trip, like right after my birthday. Yeah. So because I remember when I was there, I brought my, um, I have these little socks that are kind of open-toed socks, and they have, like, these little, like, terry cloth strips that you put between mm-hmm. your toes 
to kind of gently separate your toes to kind of, you know, relax your feet. And I had brought those with me on the trip and I used them a lot when I was sitting out on the, on the fabulous deck, um, reading my fabulous book and, and drinking my ice water and having my toes separated. (laughs) But, but because I was barefoot, basically that whole trip, you know, even when I was out walking on the beach, I was still like wearing like aqua socks, which are basically being barefoot. So I was very aware that my feet were not feeling great, but you know, but I wasn't going to wear, you know, I don't even think I brought shoes. Honestly, we were at a beach at a beach house. It's like, but so I know that it had been going on at least that long. So my, um, my right foot in particular, like in the arch, not so much the arch itself, but that middle part of the foot, just sort of a general ache, which gradually became a little more localized and kind of like if, if you envision like your foot as like layers, there's like the mm-hmm. sole of your foot and then there's like a middle section that's like in the middle of your foot and yeah. then there's like the top of your foot. So like somewhere in the middle of my foot was where the ache was. Mm-hmm. And then last Friday, I noticed like things were kind of gradually getting down more to a single point. Uh-huh. On Friday morning, I realized that it had gotten to like a very specific point mm-hmm. and that all the pain in my foot was in this one spot. And I, you know, it had just seemed like a general muscle kind of pain mm-hmm. anyway. But the thing is, I'm really, you know, I spent all those years doing the, the barefoot dancing stuff, doing the Nia thing. I'm very aware of my feet. Yeah, I'm very good yeah. at like stretching my feet, popping you know, mm-hmm. all the bones in my feet and, you know, like, like, like the way you could do your hands, like if your hands feel stiff and you could pop them, I can do that with my feet. So I'm good at like figuring out what's wrong with my foot and fixing it. Yeah. But I couldn't, that wasn't working. Like that hadn't been working in weeks. So that day I realized that even when I was just sitting and not putting any weight at all on my foot, that it was still hurting in that spot. Mm. Like something was really wrong. So I texted my sister, my older sister, who used to be in the army, when she was doing a training thing, she at one point ended up with a stress fracture in her foot that she, because her feet kind of generally hurt anyway, because she was marching in fucking army boots, she basically had a stress fracture for, I think, like almost a month before she had anyone look at it Mm -hmm. because she didn't know that that's what it was. And I, and and so I, I texted her and asked her, I mean, granted, you know, her in college was a long, long time ago, but, um, she remembered exactly which bone it was. It was the third metatarsal and blah, 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 (laughs) you know? And, and I was asking her like how it, like, like the quality of the pain. Like, did she remember how it happened? And she, and what she was describing was just totally, what, what you mind were, felt yeah. like. And I was, and, and I said, well, I just have this weird feeling that I might, I said, I can't imagine why yeah. I would have a stress fracture. And I started, so I started Googling and I was, of course, you know, it's always runners or people, you know, mm-hmm. crazy people like that. And everything I'm reading is like, oh no, you'll, you'll have it for a while because it's so gradual because it's, okay. the injury is so gradual. It's like, there's just like a weak spot in a bone somewhere and it just gradually gets like this little hairline crack. Mm-hmm. And 
by the time it hurts bad enough for you to realize it's broken, you've done the damage. Mm-hmm. Like if, if, you know, no, it doesn't occur to anyone. In fact, runners, because they're such a, usually so obsessive about running all the time, they'll just tape up their foot and keep running and totally fuck up their feet. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there at work thinking, and of course I'm immediately going like, well, I don't, when am I going to get to go to a doctor? Right. How am I going to get an x-ray? I'm at work. I have stuff. I have to go to the grocery store tonight because I have to cook stuff for my dad because yeah. my dad can't wear his teeth right now. So he has to eat things he can't chew. So I have to make him all this special. Oh, by the way, my tortilla, my chicken tortilla uh-huh. soup with the completely pulverized chicken. I asked him today. He said it was amazing. Oh, good. It's like, apparently, I make really good chicken tortilla soup. I had never even made it before. I'm so proud of myself. But he was so excited because he's basically been living on, like, broth and applesauce Mm. and, you know, just, ugh. He just, he's been so... Old man food. Totally old man food. (laughs) But, like, I mean, he he can't even, like, you know, have a cheese sandwich. He can't have peanut butter. For how long? Well, because he had to have this tooth extracted and he has to wait. He can't oh. wear he can't wear his partial until everything's healed. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So it was like, a mess. So the bone graft has to heal and all of that. Yeah, like he he do, he's never he's never had that many teeth. Mm-hmm. But this was one of the only ones he had left, and it had oh, to be no. it was terrible. Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, so so I'm like I can't go to the doctor. I I have to be on my feet cooking all day tomorrow, and I yeah. have to do, you know. And my my husband is like. When did you become this crazy person who can't like sit down and put her foot up? Like when did yeah, you when did, yeah. when did you become this person? Cuz that doesn't seem like you and I'm like, yeah, when the fuck did that happen? <laughs> Cuz I'm I mean, I mean, I am I am the picture of sedentary lifestyle. <laughs> but I am kind of obsessively always doing something yeah. and I'm very fidgety. But anyway, but I, I you know, I'm sitting there at work and I'm I'm having a a conference call with my manager. And while I'm talking to her, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put in for, like, the afternoon off. Yeah. And when I'm done with this call, I'm just going to leave work, and I'm going to go. And I, I'm, like, Googling, like, where's the nearest urgent care mm-hmm. kind of place. Just, like, whatever's closest. My husband was working at home, and because we only have the one car and I had it, he took a cab. I told him where I was going to go, so mm-hmm. he took a cab there. Oh, that's um, good. And the place that I went to, it used to be the old VA hospital mm-hmm. off of, um, what the hell is that street? Montopolis. Oh, okay. Over there, okay. like Old Tor from Montopolis, yeah. over there. But it had become like this community health center thing that had a an urgent care walk-in kind of place. And then there was also all kinds of different. But I, I was especially looking for places that did x-rays because most places don't. So I get there find out that you have to go all the way to the back. Uh. I had to walk through the whole place. I'm like asking the lady in the front and I'm like, well, I think I have a stress fracture in my foot. So I need like the, I, I need an x-ray. And they were like, do you need a wheelchair? We can roll you back there. I'm like, no, I can walk. Yeah. I just, how, how big is this place? Cause I've only seen it from the street. I yeah. have no sense. So I walk all the way to the back and I talked to this woman at this little counter, and she's just like, uh, well, we're not registering people right now, so if you could, like, go and come back at, like, 140, 
This is like noon. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, what the fuck does urgent mean to you people? And I'm like, what do you mean you're not registering people? Like, well, we're 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 full up for the morning, and oh. I'm just like, but, but that's like a long way like away, more than an hour and a half yeah. away. And and I'm like, well, I'm not going anywhere. I just got here. I said yeah. I'm gonna go sit down, I guess, and I'll wait. And while I'm sitting there, I observe that the reason why, well, we can't register. I, mean, I don't know why I can't get on a list. Yeah, like, I'll exactly. put my name on the list. Yeah. That's all I need. I want to be first when you guys come back. What What was happening was they were all going to leave for lunch. Oh. It's like, oh, bitch, I don't think so. She wouldn't have dared said that to my face. Okay. So my husband gets there just in time for me to realize that mm-hmm. lunch is happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, they get lunch, you know. Yeah, I didn't get fucking lunch today, you know, and I and I was just like, well, I can sit here for another, you know, hour and fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. or I can go to the next closest place, yeah. which also has an X-ray. So we just go and we walk out to the front. He goes and gets the car and uh, picks me up at the door, and we drive to the next place. Well, we walk in there, and of course, their website will even tell you how many people are waiting. Oh, see, that's good. It's really cool. That's cool. So I'm like, oh my god, there's only two people waiting. So we'll we'll get in really yeah. fast. So I walk in there, and there's literally no one because whoever was waiting is now he's back gone, in there. Yeah. And there's a guy behind the desk, and he's he's talking to someone on the phone. He's like, oh, I'll be with you in just a second. And I'm hearing him explaining to someone on the phone, well, I just sent her down there because our x-ray machine is broken. Oh, no. And he and he goes, oh, no, that's terrible. Oh, but she's already gone. Well, okay. And, he, and he's like, okay, well, have a, you know, have a good day. I just want to let you know she was coming. Okay, thank you. And I'm like, what's this about your x-ray machine? Oh, no. And he was like, yeah. And I, I said, well, where did you... Where did you send this other person who needed the X-ray machine? He goes, "Well, I sent her down to the to the hospital down the street." Uh huh. Uh, but the problem is that their internet just went down, so they're doing everything very slowly because they have to do everything on paper right now. Oh my god! And I'm like, "Well, I'm not going there." Right. Oh my god! <laughs> and then he said, "Well, do you live south? Do you mind going to Buda because we just opened a place down in Buda and no one's ever there." Oh. And I'm like, I have no problem going to Butte. I drive to Butte every day. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? And I was going to go there after work anyway because I had to go grocery shopping. Yeah. So, Butte is this little town south of Boston where my dad lives. So, we're like, sure, we'll go to Butte. And I, I, I pull up their website. There's no one waiting in Butte. That's, That's great. That's awesome. So, I'm thinking, okay, good. This is, this is perfect. We go into this little place, brand new, really, like, the cutest clinic uh-huh. I've ever seen. It's just so it's just so fabulous. And I get into this room with like the little receptionist slash nurse chick. Mm-hmm. And she's of course, you know, what is it about my foot hurts, so you need to know when my last period is. I mean, they don't ask I guys know. anything yeah, like that, do they? Really. Do they no. say when was your last bowel movement? No, do they ask you, you anything like that? You fill out all this form of like, have you ever had this, 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 this? Well, this? sure. Yeah, yeah. But like, me, but no, you know, women are uh-huh. always asked, is there any chance of you being pregnant right now? And when was your last, oh, yeah. when was your last, uh, 
menstrual period. It's like, oh, I don't fucking know. I was like, I think it was my birthday. Right. <laughs> because that's the kind of luck that I have. But anyway, so after all of this just sitting and sitting and sitting, then it's, then the little, the little receptionist chicky is like, okay, uh, go ahead and come with me in this, in this other room. We're going to, we're going to do the x-rays. And I've never, apart from dental, I've never had an x-ray. Oh, really? I've never broken. Oh, I've never. Yeah. It's like, you know, my husband is just covered in scars because, mm-hmm. you know, he was a, a boy who grew up with brothers. I mean, yeah. he has, he, he has, you know, he had compound fractures. He's had all kinds of yeah. shit. And he's just like, I don't know. How, how have you never been in an emergency room before? Yeah. I was like, I don't know, because I'm a girl and I'm a scaredy cat right. and I don't do anything. <laughs> and I barely go outside. So anyway, so she takes me in there. And I don't know why there's chairs in there. I'm yeah. not allowed to sit. This x-ray machine is like a plate that's like a foot, a foot and a half off the uh-huh. ground, and there's this big x-ray thing and handles to hold on to so I don't fall. Yeah. And there's like a square in the middle of this plate, and I have to put my foot flat down, and she's like adjusting my foot, uh-huh. and then she has to, oh, I have to wear a big, the heaviest lead-lined apron in the world. Oh, yeah, of And course. it's like, yeah. I really don't, I'm like, do I really have to wear this? Because seriously, I'm putting one leg up there. My junk is now pointing this yeah. way. I don't see, the x-ray is here. Yeah. It's like, it's going to go straight through my leg, right to my vagina. I don't think this is right. going to, I I don't care if I'm sterilized. I really don't care. I'm 50. <laughs> so she runs around behind the little wall and takes a little picture. And then she makes me, Oh, God, which direction did I have to tip my foot this time? Okay, so now I have to bend my knee outwards Mm -hmm. and roll my foot on its side. Uh Keep in mind, I think I have a broken foot. I'm having to contort my ankle. And I'm like, is there any way I could, like, sit and just have my leg on here? Because I'd happily do whatever, you you know, I could move my whole body this way and just do my foot flat. No, 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 you have to do it this way. Meanwhile, all my weight is on my other foot. Mm-hmm. My other leg is dying. I'm an old person with hips that get tired. You know, it's like, oh, God. And then I have to tip my foot this uh-huh. way with my knee in and showing the outside of my foot. It was so hard, and it took forever. And I'm in so much pain. Now, like, my whole body hurts uh-huh. now. <laughs> so I gimp back into this other room where I wait. I've now been in three different rooms, and now I'm waiting for, like, the nurse practitioner to come mm-hmm. in. Well, I didn't realize that I was waiting for someone who apparently has no bedside manner. And, I mean, I get that they have no patience. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to do. Someone finally comes in, thinks they have a broken bone, they might get a little excited that they might actually have something to do. And if they look at the x-rays and determine that the patient does not have a broken bone, yeah. uh, that might be a little disappointing. But really, you're, you're a nurse. Yeah. You should be a little more pleasant. So she, come, so she comes in and she's like, so, so why, you know, so what are you here for? I'm thinking, well, you know why I'm here. You, yeah. You're literally carrying my chart. Um, and I'm explaining to her all the things that was have been going on with my foot. Mm-hmm. And and she's asking me all these weird questions like, well, did you injure it? And I said, well, 
stress fractures, my understanding is they're just from general repetitive motion activity. I said, I, you know, I said, I I did recently take a trip where I did a lot more walking, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was on sand. You know, I said, I don't know. Could that, I, I don't know. That's not something I normally do. Yeah. If something was already potentially a problem, that could have... And she's just like... Ugh. And then she's, you know, she's asking me all these dumb questions. And she's like, well, how bad is the pain? Like, one to ten. And I'm like, well, God, I don't... I said, you mean, like, right now? And I, I said, well, right now, I've been sitting here for a long time and... It's been resting, so yeah. like right now, it's not that terrible. And she's like, "Just give me a number." It's like, oh, I was like, "Um, six, five, uh-huh. six, maybe." I, I said, "The worst it's been, I would say, is probably a seven, but I wasn't gonna wait around till it was a nine before yeah, I yeah. had someone look at it." And she was just like, "Well, you know, I looked at your X-ray, and I don't see anything on there." She goes, "But we're gonna send it to a radiologist." Uh. So they can look closer. And she goes, but <coughs> I did notice that you you have a heel spur. And I'm thinking, God, that's weird because those things usually hurt. Like those uh-huh. things are usually a problem. So I'm, I'm like feeling around on my uh-huh. heel. And I go, I don't really know much about those. I said, well, where exactly is it? And I swear to God, she looks me right in the eye and goes, on your heel. Oh my God! What a bitch! And I'm like, cunt, nurse, cunt. Oh I mean, God! I already had had a really annoying, shitty day. Yeah. But I just, I was like, I have to hold it together because this is this oh is so. Oh my God! It's like, oh, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, gee, I'm so sorry that I'm not a more interesting patient. Right. I'm so sorry that. That I'm a disappointment to you. And she should have explained to you exactly where it was and... Why bother telling me? Why it could cause pain or cause a problem. Right. You know what I mean? Because she was like, well, you know, since, you, since you're not complaining of it and you're not saying, you know, you're not saying that, that you're having a problem, I, you know, I guess it's not anything for you to worry about. And I'm thinking, but I'm not the one who knows things about heel spurs. Why don't right. you tell me what it is and what could potentially be the problem? Because, yeah. of course... You know, I talked to my other sister who, oh, and she, oh, the bitch starts talking about, you know, recommending a podiatrist. And the first, the first name she mentions, I'm like, I already have his number in my phone because I used to take my mother to him. Uh-huh. Oh, because yeah, it's yeah. my <laughs> sister's podiatrist who my mother used to yeah, also see. Because remember yeah. my mother had that weird bed sore on the, oh, on the bottom of yeah. her foot, even though she wasn't bedridden. Yeah. But she just, it was the weirdest thing. But anyway... So I, I talked to that sister later, and I was telling her about how obnoxious this woman was, and how you know she wants me to see Hanky, but I already I told her I already had his phone number. But um, so did she not give you any sort of explanation of what could have been causing all this pain? Nope. She said I should just take Advil and try, you know, stretching. And I'm like, I've been doing that for a month. Yeah. And it's not getting any better. And she's like, Well, keep doing it. Did you write a letter of complaint? No, but I really probably should. You totally should. Because she's a cunt. You totally should.
Kitchen Boutique. Yes. Um, I think we need to give them a thing, Spike. We can give them a drop that they could plan out their yes, show. Yes, I think we've uh, got to find some time and get, get time to do, do that. Right now. I think we should do it right now. Look, I'll show you how easy it is, Spike. <laughs> Watch this. I'm just going to do it live. Okay, do it live. Like that bloke screams. I'm just going to do it live. Watch this. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical... I can't do it now. I can't speak. Too much pressure. I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll try again. Take 52. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, and you are listening to the most bitchin' boutique. See? That was easy, wasn't it? Okay. They could send us one. We could play it in ass. Yeah, yeah. Right, you do it. Yeah. Right. What do you want me to say? Whatever, Whatever comes to mind. Hi, this is Spike from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, who ain't no bitch, but you're listening to The Bitchin' Boutique. Oh, that was good. I think I hope they use that. Let's see if they cut it and put it in the next show. <laughs> Diplomatic community. Well, I had when I had to go to the emergency room when I had my pleurisy. Oh god! Just really, really bad pain. Oh my god. And I understand. People, it was you should like, all Google pleurisy because I know yeah. none of you know what it is, and you will freak it really out. Hurts. It's like, so gross. I the pain was so bad, I couldn't even like sit up from bed. Right. I had to call my landlord, and he had to come over and help me sit up in bed. It was I could not even move. It hurt so bad. And I remember the last time you had it. Because you've had it, what, twice, three twice. times? But the last time you had it, when you were well enough to have a brief phone call, you said that you were never going to smoke again. And I was oh, like, God, it must really hurt. Oh, my <laughs> God, it was horrible. <laughs> that didn't <And> last. <laughs> but, God, two of the... I remember the x-ray technician. It was real nice. Yeah. But, like, the little, like, orderlies or interns or whatever you call the students that that are doing at the hospital, because it's the UT Health. Right. You know, it's like the the hospital you go to when you're poor. Right, of course. I have no insurance. That's my hospital. But, um, anyway, (laughs) this one woman, this one girl came in, not a word to me, just rolled up my shirt and pulled out this needle and started giving me a shot without saying a word. Like not saying, okay, this is this is and an I'm antibiotic like, or what anything. is that? And rather than say what it was, she said, "Well, you can refuse it if you don't want it." Oh my god! I'm like, I'm not going to refuse it. I just, just want to know what it is. I'm sure it's something I need. I just would like to know what. And you're she doing. was like, "It's an anti-inflammatory," and I'm like, "Okay, thank you." Oh, my God. And then uh, another, they send another guy in who has to do a blood draw. Mm-hmm. And so he puts, you know, the rubber thing in the, right. the, and he starts. And I'm not even aware that I moved because getting having blood drawn does not bother me in the slightest. Oh, me It neither. never has. Mm-mm. And you and, and I are both very veiny yeah. people. You, like, phlebotomists love us because yeah, we're so veiny. Yeah. You know, and this <laughs> Asian little queen with his fat face <laughs> as oh, he's God. sticking the needle in, he goes, ah, don't move. Oh, my God. Oh, my and God. And I was like, gee, bad day around here? Or I'm Jesus. sure they must run them ragged or something. Oh, I'm sure, but still. It's like, God, these people are fucking rude. Oh you know God. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, 
See, the, getting getting the shot or almost getting the shot without knowing what it is. That one time where, well, the alt the 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 only thing that ever came of it was that I found out I was allergic to sulfa drugs. But the the time that um, I had three separate illnesses in a two week period, where I started off with a really bad infection. I'll just say it was in the cooch area. I still to this day. Do not know yeah. what all was happening there, but it was it was horrible. And of course, I looked online and it said, "Well, you're well, you're definitely gonna die." You uh, know, it's like, well, it's either cancer or it's nothing, like uh, that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I go to the, the the clinic that, like, if I don't, if I'm too sick or don't have time to drive all the way across town to my real doctor, there's a place down at this end of town yeah. that I can go to if I, you know, if I'm so sick that I need to get there immediately, I can go there. So they were just like, oh, well, it's an infection. We're going to give you a prescription for an antibiotic. I was like, okay. So I took that antibiotic, and it was one of those ones where you take it for, like, four days or whatever, but you take huge, do- you know. Yeah. The On the last day, like, the morning, because of when I started, like, the last pill was, like, on the morning of, like, a Saturday. And by that night... Because I was, I was better, you know, and it was only an infection anyway. It's like I could still go to work and do things. Mm-hmm. My husband and I had gone over to my parents, and that night as we were leaving there, as we got into the car, I was like, I feel warm. Do I feel warm? By the time we got home, I could barely move. Mm-hmm. I was so sick. I had a fever of 104. See, that's really scary. And we loaded me with medicine. I went to bed. I mean, I literally just stopped a course of antibiotics. So the next day, the next morning, my husband takes me to back to the clinic. He practically has to carry me. I mean, like I can kind of walk, but he has to hold me up. I go back in there. I was literally just in that exact same exam room, like four days earlier. And she's, you know, so what's the problem? And I'm like, well, I was just here. And it, I think it was probably you. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you got any test results back from whatever my infection was. Yeah. But apparently I'm sick again and now I have a fever. And I was really, I was weak and I was like, and I I was so out of it. And she she's looking in the chart and she goes, well, we don't have anything in here about it, about, um, about testing anything for an infection. Oh. And I'm like, you didn't even test anything? Uh-huh. You just gave me pills and made me go away? What kind of a weird operation is this? But while <coughs> while I'm there, someone, I'm so out of it, someone gives me a shot. Uh-huh. They're like, well, well, here. Shot. I, to this day, I have no idea what that was. Well, it had been some kind of antibiotic, I would think. But, well, know, I don't know. I don't, or a fever reducer. Possibly. Yeah. But whatever it was, I instantly got really nauseated. Oh. So they gave me another shot, but that time they said it was, what's that stuff, Fenergan? Yeah. They gave me a shot of Fenergan, which I'd never had in a shot form Did it before. Work? Yeah, but I I swear to God, I thought I was going to die. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to need a note for work because yeah. I there's no way I'm going to be going to work anytime soon. Yeah. So they gave me, and this was like, I guess, a Sunday. 
They gave me a note that said I would I could go back to work on Wednesday. They were like, if for some reason if you can't make it Wednesday, yeah. just call us and we'll yeah, do it. Again. Yeah. So the reason why I remember it was Wednesday. So I basically didn't get out of bed for several days. I get up Wednesday morning thinking, oh, God, I'm feeling so much better. This is good. Mm -hmm. I walk into the bathroom and turn on the light. And when I look in the mirror, I am fucking covered in hives. Oh, my God. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I mean, I... Did you have to go back? Or well, did you take a lot of advantage of it? At that point, I refused to go back there. Yeah. But luckily, I still had, because it hadn't been a whole week, I still had all the pill bottles yeah, and yeah. everything and all the little stuff that they had. And I went to my real doctor. Uh-huh. My husband drove me up there. I walked up there with a handful of things. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, here's everything I've taken in the last week. Yeah. Um, here's, and he's, and he's looking at me and he's, and he's looking at the pill bottles and he goes, oh, you're allergic to sulfa drugs. I'm like, I don't even know what a sulfa drug is. And he goes, why did they give you, why did they give you Bactrim? Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. He goes, that's like one of those really, really powerful antibiotics. Like, like if you had a staph infection kind of powerful. And I'm like. They didn't know what my infection was. That's what they gave me. Uh, and he's like, wow, I would not have done that. Uh-huh. So the, the general consensus was, you know, like the way antibiotics can totally knock out your, your own immune system. Yeah. Because especially the really powerful ones, because your entire gut flora goes away. And it's like it basically opened the door for a virus to get in. Oh, God. And that's when I had, I mean, it was basically like a really bad flu for several uh-huh. days. And then the hives came. Oh, my God. But the whole point of that story was, I still to this day don't know what the fuck was in that shot. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it clearly didn't help. And who knows? For all I know, it might have given me the fucking hives. I don't that's know. so fucking rude. And then when I was in uh. the hospital the other time, yeah, um, they were just hooking up IVs to me and weren't telling me. And I was like, what is that? It's like, is it saline? What are you giving me? And they were like, it's saline. I mean, like, attitude. It's like, why do I need saline? It's like, why don't you think they should tell you? I mean, it's not like you're unconscious. It's like, if I'm awake, you need to be telling me what you're doing. Yeah. And then they had this blood pressure cuff. Yeah. That was set to go off, like, every minute. So you could never sleep, and you and never I'm guess. like, why are you doing this? Right. Oh well, you know the doctor was very concerned about you know your heart rate, so you and you maybe you know he was afraid that you were going to have a heart attack. Oh, and I was like, don't you think you should have told me that? <laughs> it's like he's concerned enough to not tell me. <laughs> and I had to go God. to one of those things where they stick your head in and they scan your brain. Oh, I've, no lo- I've never... No explanation about why. Oh, shit. Uh... No explanation about why. Oh, my God. That's so fucking weird. And they did all this blood work on me. Um, nobody ever told me what the results of any of it were. I mean, I guess it was all good. I guess. I mean, it oh, was shit. crazy. It was like, is that normal? It can't be. It can't be. I mean, it's just like, it's re- it was really, really fun. I mean, that. shit, all those times that mom was in the hospital, they were, I mean, 
she was like barely cognizant sometimes because you know like an old lady gets a UTI or something and it's like their their whole brain goes crazy you know yeah. but they were constantly talking to her and trying to get you know it's like I'm in the room you can talk to me yeah, I'm her advocate I want to I anyway yeah. it was just I still want to know what that stupid brain scan was for yeah I can't imagine even if they were looking for swelling or something, they're like, know. what the fuck? But anyway, I just think that's... And funny. it wasn't the MRI thing. It was like a CAT scan? I guess. It was just my head was in there. That was it. I think that's CAT scan. Yeah. Because an MRI is like a big, long magnetic tube. Yeah. So... did I Was I in one of those two? I've kind of always wanted to have an MRI because I find I, it fascinating. I may have been. It's all such a blur. They did yeah. all sorts of stuff that I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I didn't understand. I, I would be so afraid if I ever had to get an MRI that that would be the moment that I realized, oh, I have claustrophobia. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I honestly, I don't think I have claustrophobia, but maybe it's because I've never been in a fucking yeah. tube. But it was, anyway, I still don't know what any of that testing was. And rude, rude. Rude! <laughs> God, that bitch, I should Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone Everyone loves loves stickers. Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Have you heard about PodCoin? It's this cool new app available on iPhone and Android, and it actually pays.